Whenever we talk about Whitman graduates, our conversations always seem to loop back around to a Supreme Court justice and Batman. This might be a gross oversimplification of a very broad conversation, but it seems to be where we end up. There are 17,740 living alumni in the world today, and this week, I sought to uncover the ways they remain involved with the campus community after they earn their diplomas. You're listening to the Whitman Wire podcast. I'm Casey Moulton. Today, let's talk about alumni. Jamie Maurer, administrative assistant in the Office of Alumni Relations, shared that not all alumni head elsewhere upon graduation. Currently, there are 63 alumni faculty and staff, ranging from the class of 1979 to 2021, and including two alumni in their office. This is a tiny piece of nearly 18,000 living graduates, 0.003%, but certainly not a number to complain about. Not all witties who choose to stay involved post-graduation come back to work at their alma mater and to break down the many roles that alumni play in making Whitman what it is. I spoke to Dennis McNair, the current president of the alumni board, and Nancy Mitchell, the director of alumni relations, to gain more insight. In an email to The Wire, current Alumni Association board president Dennis M. McNair, PhD, class of 1968, shared how the organization he chairs interacts with offices on campus, college administration, and graduates. Quote, the board serves several purposes. It's a voice for alumni that provides information to the college on opinions and concerns of alumni. And it's also a conduit for providing informed information about the college to alumni constituents. The members of the alumni board advise the Office of Alumni Relations and, through them, the Vice President for Development on topics of concern to both alumni and the Office of Development. We have also met often with President Murray since I have been on the AAB. She has shared information about her plans for the college and solicited our frank opinions and critiques of those plans, both as individuals and as a board. We, the board, work to promote continuing engagement of alumni with the college and to facilitate access by alumni to the resources of the college and of other alumni as they pursue their educations and careers. We advise and assist the staff of the Office of Alumni Relations in setting up and carrying out events with alumni, such as Witties Helping Witties and Virtual Archives, and establishing networking and internship opportunities. We were involved with establishing and are currently involved in carrying out and refining President Murray's strategic plan and have adopted the five strategic priorities of that plan as guides for our immediate activities. To that end, the AAB has established three working groups, each composed of five AAB members, focused on one, diversity, equity, and inclusion, two, life after Whitman, and three, reimagining area events and virtual events. Those are the three areas we have determined will best direct our efforts to achieving the goals President Murray has established. 
Those groups devise programs that will benefit recent alumni, keep alumni informed of changes and initiatives occurring on the campus, and promote engagement of alumni in the educational and professional interactions they can make available to each other and that the college can make available to them. It is hoped that, through these activities, we will advance the continuing support, financial and other, that alumni have so generously provided in the past." End quote. The best way for us to understand some of those programs is to hear from Nancy Mitchell, director of the Alumni Relations Office. I talked to her about her time at the college, the power of networking, and the importance of keeping track of people, among many other things. Hey, well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to have you. Do you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Nancy Mitchell, Director of Alumni Relations. I've been at Whitman for 36 years. So I started in 1985 and I'm retiring on December 31st. Met a lot of great alumni over the years and worked with volunteers um, that have become just true friends and uh, it's been a great experience. Well, congratulations on your retirement. Thank you. 36 years is a long time anywhere. It is. Um, And it's exciting that you were able to spend it at Whitman. (laughs) So how, when it comes down to the alumni office Mm -hmm. and what your job looks like, what is the alumni office tasked with? I understand that's that's a pretty big question. But what are some of the, what, what do you do? The basic, what do we do? Well, we are part of the development department, and that department consists of alumni relations, annual giving, relationship managers. They, they go out one-on-one and meet with um, prospects. We have advancement services. They manage our database. And so, in particular, alumni relations is charged with keeping alumni engaged or engaging the unengaged. And you can think of us as the public relations arm uh, of the college to their constituents. Our programs are comprised of regional events. So in a normal year, we would organize 65, roughly 65 events across the country as well as on campus. So some of those activities may be taking a faculty member to talk to alumni in Seattle about their research. We also do young alumni programs called Witties in the Cities and it's strictly social just for to get alumni connected to one another who are living in a particular geographic area. And we do reunions so on an annual basis we have fall reunion weekend we bring about 800 alumni and guests to campus in a normal year and then we have a 50th reunion in May at commencement. So those are our primary programs. It sounds to me like a lot of those programs in specific have to do with alumni. So does your job really begin when a student graduates? No, it doesn't. It it begins the moment you walk in the door. (laughs) We try and build relationships with students. There are a lot of tools that we have and work in concert with the Student Engagement Center to help students learn how to do networking, to reach out and connect with alumni. We have an online alumni directory called Whitman Connect, which has mentoring component to it. 
So you can put your information in there, and as an alum, you can say, yes, I'm willing for, to have a student contact me. Yes, I'm willing to have a student job shadow me. And there's a, a tool where the student can do the outreach and then the alum can respond. We manage the Whitman LinkedIn group, which is a private group, and we encourage students as well as alumni to join that. It's a great tool for just posting questions, finding out who's working in a particular industry, and there are about 3,000 alumni who are participating in that LinkedIn community. We also have things like Witties Helping Witties. This is annually in January when students are home for winter break in our three major markets, Seattle, Portland, and the Bay Area, and basically they're networking receptions. So we recruit alumni to be breakout session hosts for a particular occupation, and then we invite all students to come to that. And it's a social, very non-threatening situation, and the more students participate in things like that, the easier the, the, the networking becomes. And you never know who you may meet that might lead to a job opening or an internship. So we try and facilitate those relationships between students and alumni. And those relationships start early, which is something new for me to hear. I, well, I guess when I think alumni office, I think you're gone, you know, like this is how the college tries to keep in touch with you. So it's interesting to hear that these kind of opportunities start early. And I think that maybe I should definitely take advantage of some of them because I didn't yes. know they existed. Yes. So. so those networking centers and those events seem to be pretty... Those networking events and those opportunities outside of our campus mm -hmm. seem to happen in three specific places. Right. Is there any hope in the future of that expanding, of, of having those events at other places? Right. So the 18,000 alumni, about 65% live on the West Coast. The Puget Sound region is our highest populated area. And that covers from like Olympia all the way up to Bellingham. We have about 6,500 alumni who live in that region. Portland, about 2,500, and another 2,500 in the Bay Area. And because we have the concentration, they, those regions get a, a little bit more of our attention and our resources. But we have had career networking opportunities in Denver and in New York. We found that in those smaller population areas, it's, it's much more challenging to find a, a healthy number of individuals who will come out and attend. And so that's why we put our resources into those three major markets. But certainly, we do other programming across the country. And I, I let alumni and students know that um, a faculty lecture is a great opportunity even though it's not career-oriented, networking-oriented, there's always time for coffee beforehand or afterwards, and the mingling is some of the richest experiences that um, students can have. What are some of those other smaller networking events? What do those events tend to look like? Oh, a downscale version of Witties Helping Witties. So instead of having eight or nine occupation stations in Seattle where you have 200, 200 people <laughs> attend, you'd have three or four in Denver and so we work with the SEC we partner uh, with them in Witties Helping Witties 
we do all the, uh, the logistics and the setup and recruit the alumni volunteers to serve as breakout session hosts. And the SEC's job is to market Woody's Helping Woody's to the students and encourage them to, to attend. And there's opportunities just for small groups. We've talked about having some industry-themed receptions. We'd hoped those would be virtual this past year, but everyone was really burned out on Zoom. And the SEC tried a couple, and they just didn't um, have enough participation. So we're hoping that we can do in-person. It's a little diversion from your question. (laughs) Something a little different. No, no, it's great. So it seems like a lot of what this office is tasked with is in some ways keeping an eye on or keeping track of alumni. Right. So how has maintaining an alumni network changed over your time in this office? (laughs) You've been here for... Huge. (laughs) Huge. In 1985, I had a selectric typewriter with five pages of memory. And we had one PC in the office and then this huge monstrosity. I did all the database uh, management and that program was homegrown and you know, let's just say it wasn't very efficient and we relied <laughs> on a lot of paper. And now with our database, we can track alumni attendance and at events. So we know that if an alum attends four events or more, there's a 95% uh, likelihood that they will refer a student, make a donation, or volunteer. And so we also track alumni who volunteer because we'll have students call us and say, or through the SEC, I'm looking for you know an alum who is working in this industry within this city, can, can you help me? Well, fortunately, we've been here a long time, so we know a lot of people or we know people who might know someone else. And so we have that personal, the personal relationships we've built over the years. And that really is huge. That's huge for us. Technology, the way we communicate. You know, it used to be a lot of print and postage, and now we pretty much do everything as much as we can. Email, social media, that sort of thing. Are you seeing more alumni attending events as things get increasingly digital? Is it easier to try to recruit people to come back for things if it's just in your inbox instead of in physical mail? Uh, Right now, things are still... We haven't started doing in-person events. We canceled reunion weekend in September. Registrations were very low. Our volunteers were saying, you know, I'm really nervous about traveling. And we made the decision that it, it was not right for us yet. And we're, we're still operating under that plan because alumni and, and parents, we invite parents to our events as well, current parents. People are still hesitant, but it depends on the program. For instance, a favorite prof- professor who has a very strong following can really bring people out. Hearing from the president can bring people out. When Kazi Joshua uh, was the VP for students, student services, took him on the road and he was a big draw because we were trying to promote DEI and let alumni know what we were doing to support diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, you know, it depends on the 
on the program and the region. So I guess in a, in a kind of like bigger picture conversation, when I tend to think alumni relations, I tend to think uh, of like donations back to the right. school. Right. So I found out here that the scope of the, like, like the scope of what this office does and what alumni, alumni relations does is significantly broader, but mm-hmm. is a part of your like office's job or kind of task to get money back to the school? Yes, I mean, we are part of the fundraising development department, though our colleagues in annual giving are the, is, our colleagues in annual giving are the fundraising arm of the department through a class rep system, which means they have alumni volunteers who will write letters, contact people, write notes, that sort of thing. And and they directly ask for gifts. Mm-hmm. What we do is we try and showcase the fundraising priorities for the institution through our programming. Mm-hmm. So if we're trying to support diversity, equity, inclusion, which we are, then we would create some program to showcase um, diversity and what the college is doing. Mm-hmm. At an event, we always would give a little college update and say, if you haven't made an annual gift this year, you know, please consider making a gift to Whitman College. But we don't do specific asks. Another partnership that we have is during reunions. Some of the reunion classes that we call milestone reunions, the 10th, 25th, 40th, and 50th, have a specific class gift that they're raising money for and it's a project. So even though I'm not asking or coordinating that aspect of the reunions, I'm working with a colleague in annual giving whose job it is to manage those class gifts for milestone reunions. So it's definitely collaborative. It is. There's a lot of interdepartmental collaboration. Yes, yes. when I started, annual giving was way over here, and development and alumni relations was way over here, mm-hmm. and we would say, fundraisers don't come to our events because you'll scare people away, <laughs> and it, it was not just Whitman. That was the way things were back then. But now, I mean, they've, we've just sort of marched together, and now we're intertwined, and it makes complete sense um, that we work in concert with, with our colleagues. I'd imagine that your database resources are incredibly useful when it comes to some of the some of annual giving's goals uh, in getting right. a hold of people right. and figuring right. out who might be most likely to donate. Right, right. And we have a new director of annual giving, and she um, has a master's in mathematics. Mm. And of course, the data is very crucial to the work that they do. And it's it's tough. It's a, it's tough work. There are a lot of organizations that you can give to that are just at a fingertip. So it's an effort to make the case and hopefully encourage alumni to give because they help support the students who are here right now. And we want, we encourage alumni to give to the college so that students of today can experience a similar experience that they had. So let's, let's take a step back from the databases and the numbers for a second and talk specifically about some of the kinds of programs 
that this office facilitates mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of Witties Helping Witties. Mm-hmm. When I was doing some of my background research for this episode, I came across an Alumni Association travel program. Yes. With absolutely no name attached as to who's or how has to, who's organizing it, who's running it. Right. Is that a project of the Alumni Association board or a project of this office? It's a project of this office. Okay. It is a program that in years gone by was quite robust. We had a staff member who was very adept at planning such things, and small liberal arts colleges have a history of offering these travel opportunities, and the value added is a faculty member goes along, and so you spend a week, 10 days on a cruise ship or hiking or or whatever, and the faculty member uh, would be asked to give a couple of presentations, and just through the conversation and the experiences of what you're seeing at the moment really enriches um, the experience for the alumni. The latest, the last one I went on was a circumnavigation of Iceland and Pat Spencer, who's a professor of geology, was the faculty member. And you know, you're hiking or you're you're looking at a rock formation and there's Pat telling <laughs> us what, what we're seeing and it's a great, great program, but we're being tasked with a lot of different things that we weren't when that program was a priority, such as supporting SCC and networking, Life After Whitman in particular, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and some of the other initiatives um, that the college, college is pushing. So to, to make a long story short, We have a trip on the books to Morocco and Spain. It has been delayed for two years because of COVID. And we probably won't be promoting an alumni trips program like we have in the past. If if a great opportunity comes up, then we, we would consider it. But I think the days of offering an international trip every year and a one or two domestic trips is over for us. We just have too many other priorities. So you have to make some hard decisions sometimes and change the ways in which you engage Mm -hmm. alumni. So Pat uses some of those pictures from that trip in his slideshows for his geology classes. Very cool. They're definitely paying off in the classroom too with current students. So we see them. (laughs) It was it was well I've I've been Blessed. I went to the Galapagos Islands with Delbert Hutchison, Egypt and Jordan with Gary Rolison, who is an archaeologist who's retired. Um, and I've traveled several times with Pat Spencer. But it, it's really a great way to immerse yourself in what students get on a daily basis, you know. <laughs> and I always say, you know, huh, I want alumni to feel really jealous about <laughs> what students. <laughs> The opportunities they have today so outside of that specific travel program are there other programs that have evolved in the last few years aside from the obvious switch to digital that have evolved is that, that have evolved or programs that have been created in the last few years outside of the kind of covid we have to move everything mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. or is there think... something new coming down the pipeline um... that we should be aware of I could tell you some creative things that some alumni have done with virtual programming. That would be great, yeah. This was a group, uh, 
three classes, 75, 76, 77. They were supposed to be on campus in the fall. And instead of that, one of the volunteers has put together a series of programs featuring, well, the one we're working on is an artist series. So he found five members of those classes who were artists and found a class member who has a blog in Nevada City to interview these classmates. So every Wednesday at 4 p.m. from October 3rd to uh, October 6th to November 3rd, an artist is going to be interviewed and they will show their work to talk about how Whitman prepared them for life after college and then they'll be open up at the, at the end for Q&A and chat. And these are all being recorded and they're being posted on our Whitman alumni virtual page. And now he's doing a, a musical version of that at a coffee house. And so alumni have become really creative in how to keep their classmates connected. Another group, class of 71, they created for their 40th reunion a project called the Whitman Letter Project, and they asked classmates to send in letters that they had saved from when they were at, <laughs> in college, or that their parent, they'd written to their family members and their family had collected them and given them to them. And we worked with Harper Joy Theater students and put together this reading for their reunion weekend based on the letters they wrote when they were in college. And so they videotaped that. There was another version, and now we're working on Whitman Letter Project number three, which is going to be virtual. And they're going to ask the people who actually wrote those letters to, to read, 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 read the letters that they were writing to their parents when that's, they were a student. That is such a cool project. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. I, I will send you the link to the first, um, the video. But the heart of these are volunteers. They're alumni saying, hey, what can we do to keep everybody connected during COVID until our reunion happens? The reunion's been delayed another year and it's taken volunteers. And the same group for the class of 71, one of them is a photographer. And during the Black Lives Matter uprising in Seattle, he was down there taking, he's a photojournalist, mm. taking black and white photos of what was going on. So he gave us, did a program of his photo photography and what, what he was seeing different than what, what was being reported on the, on the evening news. We had another one too, oh gosh. I mean the people, these alumni are amazing. Oh, I know what it was. Um, Ryan Crocker, class of 71, was the ambassador to Kuwait. He was ambassador to Syria, Pakistan, um, Afghanistan, and there are two other former Foreign Service officers from that same class. So we had a panel discussion about what it was like working as a Foreign Service officer and how did their Whitman experience prepare them for this international <laughs> experience. And we did three series, and those were posted on our alumni virtual page. And they were talking about things that were happening in the world, and it was fascinating. So the richness and depth of what alumni are doing out there 
One of our most popular virtual programs was Rob Manning, class of 80. He's the chief engineer on the Mars Rover program. And he gave a talk, sort of an insider's view of working on this Mars Rover program. And was just fascinating. It was fascinating. And that's on our alumni virtual page as well. There's certainly a lot of people doing a lot of very cool things. Very cool things. It's it's kind of wild to hear them all talked about in one place because they seem to be so broad. So oh, it's so and, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's Whitman alumni are curious. They're lifelong learners. They are making our world a better place. And it's just been a huge privilege to um, work with them, become friends with them. It's been awesome. Awesome experience. So as we get ready to to finish up here, how do you see the role of someone in your position changing as time goes by? Yeah, I've been thinking about that. I've imagined you've seen a lot of change in your 35 years at Whitman. How do you see the role of alumni relations changing in the future? Or will it remain a lot like it does now? No, I think think it will be more niche marketing. Mm -hmm. Just in this past year, you know, relying on email promotions. People are so overwhelmed with, with email communication. So if we can't communicate that way, how are we best going to communicate? Mm-hmm. And we know that younger um, population, Facebook is not their thing. <laughs> but it is their, the thing for the alumni from the 70s and, and 80s. But still, it's a small piece of the population. And so I think... Figuring out how to cut through all of the stuff that people are inundated with will be part of that. So the communications, I think, is going to be a, a huge, a huge thing. What is something you wish current students knew about the alumni relations office? Um, Just to finish out. <laughs> well, I mean, you asked earlier if our interest started after they graduated and we do have what we call a senior committee and so Jason Arp in the office works with that group and they coordinate events for the senior committee and then try and help launch um, students as they become alumni. Just stay engaged. We're a resource. We can help you stay connected. We can provide information about alumni that uh, might be interested in connecting with you. And it's all about who you know. And that's the witties out there are interested in supporting students and helping them find their their place in the world, like after Whitman. So um, search out the resources because they are, they are plenty, and um, the staff is here to assist. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show thank today. You. This was a great conversation, and I learned a lot, and Good. I hope that Good. we're able to share that. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking. It's great. It's really great. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Maintaining an office of alumni relations is a big project and has changed quite substantially since Nancy first started here at Whitman. 
Engagement, development, and collaboration with other offices in the development department have remained relatively constant, however. The programs that alumni offer are broad, and this conversation is just the tip of the iceberg. It's through maintaining connections that relationships and networking tools remain relevant and useful. As more alumni spread around the world, there is certainly more possibility for networking events in other parts of the U.S. besides just the West Coast. In my correspondence with Dr. McNair, he shared with The Wire how alumni can get involved with the Alumni Association Board and what it takes to get a seat. Quote, AAB members serve for three-year terms, which may be extended for a second term for a mandatory limit of six years service. As vacancies arise, advertisements for petitioners are placed in Whitman Magazine and Witty News. Alumni interested in serving on the AAB must petition for nomination. Petitions include a statement of willingness to serve on the AAB, a statement of motivation for wishing to serve in this capacity, and the skills the petitioner might bring to the AAB, and letters of recommendation from 12 associates familiar with the petitioner, Whitman classmates, faculty and staff, etc. Once petitions are completed, they are examined by the AAB Nominating Committee, which does phone interviews with each petitioner, considers the geographic distribution, chronological representation and diversity, and several dimensions, etc., of the current board membership, and assesses how the petitioners might enhance the board's makeup. Depending on the openings on the board created by expired term limits and resignations, the nominating committee selects a slate of nominees from the pool of petitioners and presents it to the entire AAB for a vote at its spring meeting." End quote. Just like Nancy noted in our conversation, Dr. McNair made it clear that current students are impacted by decisions made by the AAB. Quote, contributions of time, talent, and treasure by alumni make a tremendous difference in the lives of current students. If the decisions of the AAB are successful in keeping alumni positively engaged, those contributions will affect current students in many ways, including, but not limited to, establishment and growth of academic scholarship funds, acquisition of instructional and other research tools, creation of meaningful internships, and influence on myriad other curricular and extracurricular activities. Whitman is renowned for producing community leaders and graduates of stature in a wide variety of careers and professions. Upon graduation, current students will step into a world that has expectations of them established over the decades by the alumni of the college who have gone before. The faculty members Whitman attracts come here because they hope to work with the caliber of students who attend Whitman. The benefits of a Whitman education in and out of the classroom are what has made it a superb institution, and the AAB is confident that current students will continue in that tradition. Members of the AAB have all been beneficiaries of Whitman's reputation and its educational opportunities, so their decisions are always aimed at maintaining those benefits." End quote. Although our time here in Walla Walla might be limited to just four years, our time with the college doesn't really end. As both Dr. McNair and Nancy made clear, 
Community engagement is both encouraged and multifaceted. Serving a term on the alumni board and offering a few hours to act as an industry mentor are two very different types of service, but equally valuable in creating and maintaining opportunities for the campus community. Alumni relations is definitely a very broad topic, and their role has more to do with current students than I initially expected. It's through fostering an encouraging environment when you're here that encourages students to give back, whether that be in the form of donations, time, or something else entirely. No matter what, graduates enter a world where a community has already been established, a community nearly 18,000 strong. Thanks for listening to the Whitman Wire podcast. This episode was edited by Mia Graham. Coden Stark will be back next week with answers to all kinds of questions about transfer credits, 